Hey everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck from Wine Library TV, and you're listening to Big Bad Bad, Jay Berkowitz, and the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. We have a great show today. We have a Seth Godin Tribes book winner, a chat with multi-million selling rock star Linkin Park's Mike Shinoda, and a very fired up social media superstar, Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck. So let's get to it. Welcome to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast, featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into sales. Now here's the CEO of 10goldenrules.com, Jay Berkowitz. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 34 of the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing Podcast. If this is your first 10 Golden Rules podcast, thanks for coming by. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe for free at iTunes and listen on dozens of great podcast directories, including the MIRpod.com, PodcastBlaster.com, DigitalPodcast.com, and BusinessResourcesPodcastDirectory.com. As I mentioned off the top, we have two amazing discussions to share with you today. Learn how one of the world's top bands, Linkin Park, selected their name based on domain name availability. And spend some time with wine, in the wine cellar at the Rio Hotel in Las Vegas with Wine Library TV's Gary Vaynerchuk. You'll find out what guilty girlish pleasure two macho internet dudes share and how Gary's used social media to promote a $50 million brand. We had a great networking dinner later that night during Affiliate Summit in Vegas. And whenever I go to a conference, I like to get folks together for a night of shared interests in internet marketing and some fun. So I like to share my upcoming speaking schedule with you so we can meet up in person. One of the best search marketing events of the year is Webmaster World's PubCon. They're holding a regional event in Austin, Texas, March 11th to 13th. So if you're into search and you're going to be at the show, please give me a shout out and we'll definitely be organizing one of our famous networking dinners at that event. March 11 or 12. I'll also be in Washington, D.C. Uh, twice in the coming months. April 1 to 4 is the Legal Marketing Association's 23rd Annual Conference. And May 31 to June 2, I will be keynoting at the Specialized Information Publishers Association Annual Conference in downtown Washington, D.C. So let me know if you're going to be at one of those shows or if you live in the D.C. area or Austin, Texas, and let's get together for a little social media cocktail. Oh, I almost forgot one other event. Have you ever been to a bar camp or a pod camp? These are fantastic events organized by the attendees. Most of them are free of charge with all event costs covered by sponsors. And one of the charms of a bar camp is that most speakers are selected by the attendees based on votes during the day of the event. So if you're in the South Florida area, you may be interested in, in attending Bar Camp Miami. It's Sunday, Feb 22. It's from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Adrian Arsht Performing Arts Center uh, Night Concert Hall. That's 1300 Biscayne Boulevard in Miami. Um, I will definitely be down at Bar Camp, and I hope I get elected to speak that day. Once again, Feb 22. You can find information at barcamp.org 
and look up bar camps and podcamps, uh, podcamp.pbwiki.com in your area because these are really great events, free events, and you know they, they have a real down-to-earth kind of vibe. You can reach me at j at 10goldenrules.com or look for other contact info at 10goldenrules.com. So a couple shows ago, I asked you to share with all of us um, a, a couple things. And we offered a copy of Seth Godin's new book, Tribes, to a listener who called in and shared the following info. How did you find out about this podcast? And where are you when you listen? Now, we're going to give away one more book on the next show. So please give us a call in our digital calling line. The number is 206-888-6606. I'd love to hear what you think and how you found the show. So here's our first winner and how he found out about the podcast and where he listens. Hi there. My name is Sean Bremner from happypublishing.com. Actually, I uh, found you just surfing through uh, iTunes. I've been uh, looking for some more podcasts to listen to, and I, and I really uh, enjoy your, your show quite a bit. I listen to you in the car. Uh, my day job is, is uh, I work for a, a telecom company as the can you hear me now guy you know those Verizon commercials where they show uh, a guy walking around saying can you hear me now well that's what I do just not for them uh, I drive around all day checking poor coverage areas and saying can you hear me now I uh, learn quite a bit and I figure uh, you know it, it, learning more internet marketing techniques is is a lot better use of my time than just listening to the news and listening to music and, and so again it's Sean from happypublishing.com and really enjoy your show Thanks. bye Hey, Sean, thanks for calling in. That's awesome. And we'll track you down and get a book out to you. That's the second best story I've heard because we also have a Detroit police officer who listens while he's on the beat. Hi, this is Jim from thebizwebcoach.com. And I first heard about the 10 Golden Rules podcast when I met Jay at a conference and was struck by his professionalism and his presentation. I said, that's something that I really need to get involved with and listen to. And now it's one of the podcasts that is an absolute can't miss for me every single time it comes up. So I really appreciate the podcast you put out, Jay. And what do I do when I'm listening? I, I usually just put it on and continue to check my email and do my work. Uh, but occasionally I have it on when I head to the gym or when I'm traveling. So uh, thanks very much for the podcast and keep it up. It's a, it's a great podcast, probably one of the best out there today. Very inspiring. So thank you very much, Jay. This is Jim from thebizwebcoach.com. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Hey, Jim. Thanks so much, and great to hear from the BizWeb Coach. I uh, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to the first class from the University of San Francisco's Internet Marketing course. We just launched on Feb 1, and if you're in the class, I'd love you to give everybody a call. Let us know what you think so far. How do you like the class? How do you like the interactive online digital format you don't have to go to the USAN Fran to attend this course. It's completely digital. The calling line is 206-888-6606. I'd love to hear from you all. And uh, if you're interested in the course, there's a new class that starts every month. As I mentioned, all the lectures have been recorded. They're all on video, and it's completely interactive. All the tests and whatnot are online. The inf information's available at usanfranonline.com. Next up, here's a really interesting online marketer named Jason Sadler. Hi, my name is Jason Sadler, and I created iWearYourShirt.com. I am selling ad space on my chest for all of 2009. 
I'm planning to wear a different shirt for every single day, starting at $1 for January 1st and $365 for December 31st. The price is going to go up a dollar every day. Literally anyone can buy space to promote anything they want. You want to ask somebody out on a date, show the world your new company, talk about your startup, advertise a book or CD release, anything. The shirts can represent a person's brand, company, product, or anything else they want me to promote. I'll be using the internet as a great way to showcase all of these companies and products with tools such as Twitter, Facebook, Flickr, YouTube, Ustream TV, and the official blog at iwearyourshirt.com. Thank you very much, and I look forward to wearing your shirt. Jason, this is such a cool idea that we bought a day, and on February 10th, of course it would be the 10th, um, we're going to have Jason wearing the 10 Golden Rules shirt, and we're doing a few interactive marketing things with Jason to help promote that day. And I think it's a really cool idea, and it's one of those things that just might take off, and hopefully the 10 Golden Rules brand will ride along a little bit with Jason's publicity. So uh, check that one out. Now, next up, I received an email, and um, I'd like to share the email with you. Uh, so this gentleman says, Hi, Jay and 10 Golden Rules team. First, I'd like to thank you for the content value that you share within your podcast. I've learned a lot from you, and Jay, you have a great voice. I just want to suggest you make a podcast or a blog post about 10 things for why people quitter you, which is stop following you on Twitter. Keep going, Jay, and take care. Emna from Tunisia, North Africa. Well, Emna, first of all, thanks so much for um, joining in from Tunisia. And uh, quitter, spelled Q-U-I-T-T-E-R is an application that sends you an email every time someone unfollows you on Twitter or quits following you. Now, Twitter is a microblogging application. If you haven't checked that out, you definitely have to go to twitter.com or go to twitter.com slash jberkowitz, and you can see everybody I'm following. And sign up for a Twitter account and just start following people. It's a great way to get started getting a feel for what's happening in this community. I'm following people like the New York Times and CNN Breaking News and a lot of the top people in internet marketing. And you definitely can get a feel for uh, what's happening out there in, in an instant with Twitter. Now, I have about 1,600 people following me on Twitter. And I get a quitter email every week or two. And one or two people might unfollow me. And it tells you after which tweet they unfollowed you. So they might not like what they're hearing, or it might remind them that they haven't been you know, enjoying li listening or reading your tweets. So Quitter it gives you an indication as to why people unfollow. Now, overall, my comment is, um, my Twitter content is pretty, I try and keep it fairly high quality. I, I try not to be too promotional. I'm not sending people to any affiliate links. So my overall recommendation would be use social media responsibly. Don't promote yourself with every message. Add value to the community. Retweet interesting or useful tweets by other people. And you always indicate that with an RT or retweet and the at sign of the name of the, the person you're following on Twitter and give them credit for the tweet that, that you're saying, hey, um, you know, Robert Scoble uh, sent this really great message out. So I would put retweet at Scobelizer and then include um, the, the message that Scoble sent out. And Robert Scoble, of course, is the former MSN video blogger, and he's a really active and effective tweeter. So if you add value and provide quality, your Quitter emails will probably be few and far between. And Emna, it was great to hear from you. I'd love it if you'd call the show, 206-888-6606. We'd love to hear 
from Tunisia. Okay, next up is a short recording with Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. And if you haven't heard of these guys, they're one of the hottest rock bands on earth. They have over 60 million albums sold. Their album Hybrid Theory sold 10 million copies, putting them in a class with Aerosmith's greatest hits, Led Zeppelin from Led Zeppelin, and Van Halen's self-titled Van Halen. Mike and I were both speakers at Blog World Expo. We just grabbed a few minutes. He's a really intuitive internet marketer. He's a great down-to-earth guy. So here's Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. Tell me the story you told about the importance of changing the band's name to get a domain name. Absolutely, absolutely. In the beginning, we were called by a couple other different names, and at a certain point, we needed to find the, we needed to settle on the name of the band. We needed to find our real name, and this was at a time, band started around 96. The time when we were making this decision was around 98, 99. And at this point in time, the internet had not blown up, the MP3 was virtually non-existent. It, it existed, but nobody knew about it. And it was just starting to, to happen. Napster was not around yet. And people had just switched from pagers to cell phones. Our mailing list at our shows was probably more than half snail mail because that half of the people didn't have email addresses yet. No MySpace yet. Yeah, that goes without saying. We didn't have Apple GarageBand either. Yeah. Lucky for us, we have some guys in the band, myself included, that... that had a pretty good in, had a pretty good feeling that the internet was going to be really important, and we decided that we would. Well, when we we finally decided on the name Lincoln Park, it was the presidential spelling it was L I N C O L N, and we went online and tried to find LincolnPark.com. That was taken. .org. .net taken. Everything taken. And we said, you know what? We want .com. That's priority number one. To have a good name, it has to be. You have to have a good home, too, you know, that, that's easy to find and people know where to go. And so we literally changed the band name to L-I-N-K-I-N-P-A-R-K so we could get the .com. That's how important it was to us back in, you know, nine. amazing foresight at that time to know the Internet was going to be as important. Thank you. We love to pat ourselves on the back, but to be honest, it was just a feeling and we lucked out. You know, it, was, it did come true and we definitely, at this point, are happy that it's so easy to find us on, on the web. And... and you know, it, it, I say that to a lot of bands that it could not be more important the name you choose for your business, for your band, for whatever it may be. If it's your blog, if it's your, your you know, uh, you're selling something, your product, it, the name is everything. You know, if a name is misleading, people get the wrong impression. They're not going to be interested in it. If, if you can sum up what your thing is, what it's about, the promise you make to your fan. So important in a way that's, that it all just kind of comes together and it's consistent in that one name, then you've, you're, you are so far ahead of the pack at that point um, that people will have a hard time catching up. Just allow me one fan moment. I think the live recording at Live Earth last year was my favorite song of the oh, year. Wow, thank you. Thank you very much. That was exciting. We, were, we, were, we played in Tokyo and it was just like, I've never seen an indoor venue that was so big and knowing it was going out to, to potentially tens of millions of people everywhere around the world was just like, we were actually nervous, which we don't really get nervous anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's know? fun when that happens yeah, once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you guys, uh, how did you get involved with Live Earth and what did it mean to you to do that? I will be totally honest and it sounds like, I, I almost couldn't believe it when it happened, but Al Gore literally called, like they offered it to us and we, we had um, other obligations at the time. We were already booked, and so we turned them down. We said, we would really, really, really love to do it, but we're booked. 
We want you to know we're in it for the long haul, though. If you need anything, we will do it. We will film stuff early. Yeah. We will do it next year. If you do another thing, we'll do it. Whatever it takes, we'll do it. But we just can't play this show. And Al Gore actually called us on the He organized a conference call and talked to us on the phone and said, Guys, you don't understand how important this thing is. Vice president calls what and, you know, deal. you had to answer. That's great. We couldn't say no. I mean, you know, that's, that's too, too flattering a situation. And he definitely had... Uh, a great message, and they handled it well. I mean, I think there was a lot of there's a little bit of confusion in the beginning about you know, what was it a green concert? But I'll tell you from firsthand experience that our show was being powered by renewable energy. It was like wind and solar, and, and, and that that's awesome. what powered the show. They had no parking; like you had to take public transportation or find some other way to get to the show. You know, stuff like that. It's like that's what it's, they did. It. They were thorough when it came to that show. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Nice you keep this. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, nine, right? If there's one tour that would be important to us next year to get started with, it'd be that one. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Could you be a nicer guy? Oh, my God. Thank you. No, seriously. No, you are. Very cool. You're just, thank yeah. you. Very cool. You guys had fun with Lincoln Park today? That's good stuff. Listen, we got a new single we just shot a video for. Mr. Han directed the video. You guys want a little preview of uh, what the song's gonna be? Yeah? Hands up like this. This song's called Bleed It Out. Yeah. Yeah, here we go for the hundredth time. Hand grenade pins in every line. Throw them up and let something shine. Going out of my fucking mind. Filthy mouth, no excuse. Find a new place to hang your snooze. String me up from atop these roofs. Not a tight so I won't get loose. Truth is, you can stop and stare. Play myself out, no one cares. Dug a trench out, lay down there with a shovel up out of reach somewhere. Yeah, someone pour it in. Make it a dirt dance floor again. Say your prayers and stop it out when they bring that chorus in. I bleed it out, digging deeper, just to throw it away. I bleed it out, digging deeper, just to throw it away. I bleed it out, digging deeper, just to throw it away. Just to throw it away, just to throw it away. I bleed it out. Just don't stop the show. Choppy words and a sloppy flow. Shotgun opera, lock and load. Cock it back and then watch it go. Mama, help me. I've been cursed. Death is rolling in every verse. Okay, so that's about as much as I should play from a non-pod safe recording. Uh, but definitely check that one out at Live Earth and buy the re- buy that recording or check out some uh, Linkin Park stuff. The Live Earth recording, of course, for a great cause. So uh, love you to check that one out. Uh, next up is a call from a GoTo meeting user. And uh, th- these guys are great. They're the sponsor of the podcast. And uh, I use GoTo meeting about 15 times a week. I couldn't do my job without it. So check it out. Hi, Jay. This is Tufi Saliba from Akatu. We've been using GoToMeeting for over a year now. We started using it once a week, then once a day, then more than once a day now. We do software development, and uh, we have some of our team in Seattle, some in Toronto, Los Angeles, and Miami. And recently, we have hired somebody in New York. So it's been great using it as you know, we get all of us on our computers, whether it's at home or office, and we get to see the presenter's machine, then we can start rotating machines, and the one who's talking will start showing his own machine and using the visuals 
to explain what he or she is talking about. GoToMeeting has been great for us, been very helpful. The most recent version that they have released been excellent as it tells who's talking. That's a, that's a fantastic feature. Sometimes when we have uh, nine or ten people on a conference and somebody starts talking and be like, who's that? You know, <laughs> when it actually tells you that that's, that's been really helpful. Uh, we will uh, most likely continue to use uh, uh, go to meeting. I've, I've seen other products, but I haven't been uh, happy with them as much as uh, go to meeting for its ease of use and uh, how quickly it installs on users that they don't have it. Like sometimes when we're presenting to investors or potential clients, uh, they, they probably don't have go to meeting, which is from Citrix. So they so they just uh, you know click on the link we send them. It installs within 30 seconds. So while we're talking, introducing ourselves or whatever, then they get it installed. So so it's been great uh, for us. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, Tufi, thanks so much for calling in and sharing with us. If you use GoToMeeting, I'd love you to participate because we want the sponsorship to be real, authentic, and real users. So give us a call, 206-888-6606, or send us an audio clip. I'd love to hear how you use GoToMeeting. As I mentioned, I use it for meetings with people all around the world, and they can see my computer screen. If you'd like to try GoToMeeting, Go to gotomeeting.com, sign up for a free 45-day trial. It's the best deal out there by using coupon code GOLDEN, G-O-L-D-E-N, and you get to try this product for free for 45 days. Uh, really, really worth your time. So next up, uh, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, Gary's an incredibly colorful guy. He's a great example of using video to build a personal brand. Let's spend some time with Gary V. I'm excited today to be here with Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary manages his family's wine business. He's the host of Wine Library TV and has his own video cast. He recently appeared on everyone from Ellen DeGeneres, CNN, Conan O'Brien, Jim Cramer's Mad Money, and he's really exploding in the social media space. He's the keynote speaker here at Affiliate Summit tomorrow. On and on and on, but he's really become the guy in social media. So, Gary, thanks for doing this, and welcome to the 10 Golden Rules podcast. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the, uh, the interest. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this stuff. Well, I was born in Russia in Belarus specifically, and my family immigrated to the U.S. in 78. My dad got a job as a uh, stock boy in a liquor store, and then eventually manager, and then eventually part owner. He got me involved in the liquor business, and when I was a teenager, I decided I wanted to get involved in the family wine business. And then I started realizing the internet was coming around. I launched winelibrary.com in 1997. That went real well, and I grew a $3 million store into a $50 million company from 1998 to 2005. And then in 05, I started seeing a shift in the way online interaction was happening. It became a lot more social. And since I'm totally driven by people, I wanted to get involved. And so when I saw what was going on with Zay Frank, the show, and Amanda Condit with Rocket Boom and all that jazz, I decided that I really, really wanted to be a part of that. And so I launched Wine Library TV in 2006, slowly but surely built that up to getting some street cred. And then in, in 07, I launched GaryVaynerchuk.com, started talking about the business foundation of how I built Wine Library TV, and uh, that's what I did. Congratulations. Great Thanks. story. Thanks. Talk about some of those building blocks. How can people do some of these things? And from two perspectives, I talk about a term called personal branding. Sure. And you've definitely built your personal brand and built the Wine Library TV brand. Yep. You know, I think it's about embracing your DNA. I think the biggest mistake people do out there is try to be somebody they're not. 
I think if you look in the mirror and you really are honest with yourself, you will recognize that you are who you are and you've got strengths and you've got weaknesses. I didn't try to do a science blog. You know, I wasn't going to kill it in the science sphere. So I think first and foremost, you've got to decide who you are. For example, I'm not a good writer. So hence, no Gary Vaynerchuk 2002 to 2004 on the internet. Blogging was not going to be in the cards. I had to be patient, had to watch it evolve, waited for video to come. That was more of a natural play for me. You know, that kind of stuff. So I, I think first it starts with your DNA. Second, it's hustle. You've got to work your ass off. This is not minor leagues. You're not going to listen to this podcast right now, hear something I say, and it's, you're going to be able to insert that into a machine and make millions of dollars. It's not going to happen. Don't spend $10,000 on any courses. None of that shit is going to help you. It's embracing what you know, evolving a business plan around your strengths, and then working your ass off every second. Those are the foundations. It's very basic stuff, but it's pure reality. I mean, you've got to really know what you're good at, and if you're not good at certain things, you really shouldn't knock your head against the wall. You need to just kind of shrug that off, move on, and go to something you are good at. So you say work your ass off. Give people some basic stuff. Like a lot of times on the show, I give them basic steps. So in detail, I'm very big on interacting with your community. So even if you have a blog of one person, talk that person 30 times a day. Just pound that person. I mean, that is your community, right, at that point. I think what you really need to realize is that it takes a lot of effort to engage with your community. I spend about 11 to 12 hours a day engaging with my community, answering email, searching my name on Twitter, interacting, getting RSS feeds from interactions around my name, whether they're Google alerts or things of that nature. I think these are very imperative points. I think it's about having the right balance of content to interaction and I think too many people spend time on their content and not enough time on marketing and interaction you could build the greatest plane in the world but if nobody's ever heard of it or seen it or you've never showed it or told anybody about it it will stay the greatest plane that nobody ever knew probably the 30 best television shows ever made got cancelled in the first season so marketing is imperative and the way you market same thing with websites absolutely one of my 10 golden rules is if you build it they won't just come that premise is that 99, 2000, companies spent millions and millions of dollars building these incredible technologies. Sure. And then they didn't have the wherewithal or the know-how to market them and bring them to market. You have to. You have to be able to bring them to market. That is the absolute fundamental backbone of success. Marketing is what makes things happen. It's what brings people to the game. Unless you're skilled to recognize that or have a skill set in it or have the ability to hire somebody with a skill set, I'm much more proud of the way I built Wine Library TV behind the scenes, getting involved in forums around wine, leaving blog posts on every wine blog out there, using Facebook, using Twitter, than I am that I'm the front man and get the fame of that. So the business part of me, the business development, the manager part of me is far more thrilled than the celebrity part of me in the success of the show. So what are some more of those building blocks when you say... Use the tools. Went on Twitter. You went know, on Facebook. Uh, when I like, wake up here... D- dumb it down yeah, for people. Dumb what, it down. What, what do when they I do? Wake, when like I wake someone up, wants to start sure. today and be Gary V. Well, first of all, they're not, <laughs> thank you. First of all, they're not going to be Gary V. They need to be Johnny Thompson or Susie, you know. But if they want to follow my blueprint, here's my blueprint. I wake up every morning and I read TechCrunch.com to see if there's any new websites launched that mean anything. When Twitter was built and I saw it, to me that looked like the fax machine when there wasn't one. Oh crap, here's this new tool and I know how to use it. I'm always looking for tools to extend my brand. Understand what tools work for you. Whether it is a blogging platform, whether it is AOL Instant Messenger. Listen, I blast out on Twitter. Hey, I'm going on AIM, who wants to talk? 200 people pop up, 500 people pop up in my AIM in two seconds and I give them that connection. Everybody thinks that's so not scalable. 
but it's a different experience. If everybody did scalable stuff, nobody would have a differentiator. So use tools that help you extend your brand and your message, whether that's a Facebook fan page, whether that's Twitter, whether that's the defunct Pounce, uh, whether it's a blogging mechanism, MySpace, Orkut, Bebo. You can really run the gamut. The fundamental blueprint, dumbing it down, is understand that there are tools and you have to use them. Really, that's the game. Whether it's a flip cam, whether it's this little recorder thing you're using right now, whether it's a website, it's the tools of communication that are connecting to your audience about what you want to sell is the whole game. What you want to sell is what you need to find first. And that's a problem for a lot of people. There's a lot of people walking around that have no idea what their business is. They don't have a tangible thing to sell. You know this, a lot of pretenders out there walking around saying they're social media marketing experts. Great, fine, but then you've got to sell yourself. You've got to really define if you're selling yourself, you're selling a product, you're selling a service, you're selling a conference. Define what you're selling to anybody who's listening to this. And and if you don't have something to sell, create something to sell. The show we're at, the Affiliate Summit Show, you can sell other people's stuff. Of course. To sell other people's stuff, you've got to create a destination. A lot of people play the SEO game, right? They'll buy an ad word for less than it costs them to convert. God bless, mathematicians. I love them. I can't do that kind of Arbitrage. Right. Paid search arbitrage. God bless them. They found a niche. But to me, that can go away. And to me, I'd rather build yeah, brand equity. Yeah, I think Google's equity. shutting that down wherever they can, so it is going away. There you go. I mean, I didn't, it wasn't even you're aware right. of that. Yeah, you're right. No. So, to me, building a brand never loses. I mean, listen, McDonald's hasn't done something right for 30 years. They're still around, right? There's so many people that haven't done anything right for 50 years and are still winning. Well, they're, they're having a great year. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is McDon- McDonald's year. Well, you're right. I mean, sad, look, at, sad, look, look at Microsoft. Microsoft hasn't done a damn right thing for 15 years and they're still winning because they built up such a brand and such a business. I think once you can build brand equity, I mean, look at Davy Jones from The Monkees. He hasn't done an important thing in 47 years. He's still getting paid to do commercials because for five minutes he meant something. Build brand equity. MC Hammer had a couple hit songs and we still care about him here on social media. Everybody's pumped to have him as a follower. I think that people need to recognize that brand equity trumps all. Create brand equity while you create your business. Find what you can execute against and interact with as many people as possible because word of mouth is what builds business. But the problem is there's a lot of people who are on Twitter and who understand this that have not figured out what their business is. And that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I'm going to speak about tomorrow. Figure out the hell you're selling. Talk about that new evolution, Gary, the speaker, the keynote speaker. You know, that becomes an extension of opportunity. I think what happens is that I got a break and got to speak at one event. I did a really, really good job at this talk. Everybody went wild. A lot of people Twittered about it. This is where word of mouth on steroids means uh, a whole lot. Everybody said I rocked the house. I came with my passion, my thunder, my natural DNA. And then more and more people started to ask me to speak. You know, I think my, my keynote at Web 2.0 in New York last year was a big home run. And I think people started to realize as they paid attention to me off those keynotes and looked at GaryVaynerchuk.com that sure, I come with a lot of passion, a lot of hunger, but I'm very true to myself and I know who I am and I execute against my DNA and I've been successful and I know how to sell. And, uh, you know, I think that when you are yourself and you garnish results, people respect that. I think everybody wants that at some level. I sure do. I very much appreciate when I see somebody be themselves and are able to be successful. I think that's very, very uh, admirable. I think that's what's been my connection, that people have realized I'm very real. You've killed it in video. Video is becoming incredibly important, both for social media, also for conversion on websites. Can you give us some basic tips for video, both the shooting and then also the, the viraling of it, making it One shoe doesn't fit all. So for me, I believe that you should never edit. I've never taken a second take of Wine Library TV. I want it to be real. If they want polish, they can go to television. 
and all the other 9,000 douchebag video bloggers out there to do it. <laughs> so I, I just think you have to be yourself. So maybe you are a perfectionist and you need it perfectly polished and you want all the streamers and the fireworks going off. God bless you, knock yourself out. Rule number one, make it cozy for you. For me, cozy is sit down, bang it out, get the hell out. I think the way you make it viral is all the other time you have to spend on it. And See, the, I, the listeners of this podcast can appreciate the unedited yeah, and, I mean, and cozy and bang it out because that's, that's all we have style. time for. I think that what's imperative is for people to understand that you need a lot of time for a site to get traction. The content needs to be great, but it doesn't have to be long and it doesn't have to take you a long time. The beauty of Wine Library TV and GaryVaynerchuk.com is I bang it out in one shot and then I spend all the rest of my time building up virality, I guess is what you call it. You know, I Twitter it out, I Facebook it out, I do all the jazz. But I think at the end of the day, if your content is awesome and if it's good, people will come. There's nothing you could do if you got bull crap to get people excited. You can Content's bring a, king listen, and you can't I can replicate bring, crap. I can bring 9 million people to a place. But if once they get to that place they hate it, I'm done. I'm a one and out. So that's kind of how I look at it. Talk to me a little bit about the basic shooting. So you're just shooting on a basic background with lots God, of New York wall. Jets paraphernalia in oh, the background. God. Anybody that's listening to this, just go to winelibrarytv.com. They'll see there's no thrills or gadgets. One take. It's my office. I mean, there's you know I've got a blank wall. I mean, we're not trying to do anything cute there. It's very basic. And you light it up. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's boba. How about in the early days, though? Like when you, Same how, how did you get it to spread a little bit? And, I didn't. Like you worked hard, though. I worked hard. No, I you, mean, listen. You I, Facebooked and I you be- Twittered. And you- I, be- I became part of my community. I left comments in wine blogs. I left comments in wine forums. And that was it. You know, I just kind of just became part of the community and just weathered the storm, kind of, right? I just pumped out content. I pumped you out. stuck with it. And you knew. I just pumped out content. I did five days a week for a year and a half and nobody gave a shit. You know what? That's hard. That's real hard. But I kind of knew I was onto the right thing. And I knew that this day would come where people cared and they knew it was right. And it was very hard in 2006 to weather that storm. Here we are in 2009, it's a different story. And so I just persevered. I, I Rocky balboa in the in the mountains of Russia carrying a wheelbarrow on my head until it paid off. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, you know, while Drago did steroids and all that good jazz, Rocky was picking up wheelbarrows full of people in the mountains of Russia. And that's kind of how I look at what I did. You know, there's got to be some of our listeners who are thinking, okay, it's an internet marketing podcast, but I need some wine tips. Sure. <laughs> so I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. Uh, Argentina is on fire. I think people should be looking at Malbec in reds and Tarantis in white. Most people just said, what the hell did he just say? Uh, Tarantis, T-O-R-R-E-N-T-E-S. Really, really, really good white varietal from Malbec, uh, excuse me, from Argentina that rivals Pinot Grigio, great $10 wine. I think that Portugal's on fire. Seven to eight dollar wines from Portugal are amazing. I'm very into them. I highly recommend people looking at Portugal. I think they bring the thunder. Seven to eight dollar wines from Douro, D-O-U-R-O. And I would say Cote de Rhone. I'm a very big fan of the Rhone Valley in France. Still, eight to twelve dollars, you can get a whole lot of value. I went cycling a million years ago, and I've never gone wrong with a wine from the Bone region. B-E-A-U-N-E. That's Burgundy. So you drank 100% Pinot Noir. Or Chardonnay, depending if you're red or white. Red. Great area. Red, that's my red. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's never got, let me down for years. And yeah, I mean, Burgundies have gotten expensive, especially when you yeah. get into some of the serious stuff. But I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm just adore Burgundy. I always found if I could find bone on the label, yeah, it could be twelve bucks and or thirty happy. bucks, and it it was a winner, and that's everyone nice. was happy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm a big bone fan. Let's start with social media. Yep. How do people get started? How do they get into play and 
First thing I tell people is go to popurls.com. I'm a big fan of that site, P-O-P-U-R-L-S.com. I think it's a snapshot of the important sites on the internet, all the important voices. I think it's a great place to go and click around and listen and read uh, all the different variety of voices in the space. Social media is not a magic trick. You know, it's not like all of a sudden if you use social media, you'll be a business superstar. Social media is just the extension of marketing and branding in a place where the gatekeepers have been taken away. So I hate when people get really excited about, oh my God, I'm in social media, I'm a genius. You're not a genius. You're maybe slightly ahead of a curve of platforms that people are gonna use. I think that anybody who's been a traditional money maker or marketer or brander and has been successful is gonna dominate in social media because it helps them extend their voice even louder and further. The way you get started is the same way you get started in any business. You just read up on it, you get into the trenches, you intern, you read, you hustle, you work, and you start figuring out what clicks and what works. I don't even know what social media means. I don't even understand what it completely embraces. I just know this is business. How about some personal brand building tips? I think that the only way to be successful as a personal brand is to be yourself 100% of the time. I know that I'm over the top. I know when I start Wine Library TV with, Hello everybody and welcome to Wine Library. I know that part right there probably eliminates 13 to 14% of my viewership. I can see the stats. Right off the bat, who's this annoying guy? I'm out. I respect that. But it's me. I get excited. Uh, that, that, that boast of energy is, is really what gets me excited when I get going with the show, and I need that. I just think it's imperative to be yourself. I think by looking at stats and by reading other people's tips, you're making a huge mistake. You embrace who you are, because this way, when you meet people in person, you don't have to put on a front. It's very easy to be yourself. It's exhausting to act. And even if your personality may be introverted or too extroverted, I think embracing that completely is imperative and very important and really enables people to be uh, successful. And by the way, I think that's the only thing you need to do. And I mean it. If you're completely yourself the whole time and you embrace who you are and you're true to yourself and you really, really are uninhibited and just don't care, and that's a tough thing to do, but you know, pulling that cool high school move where you don't care about everybody else, that's a very powerful thing because then you don't have to adjust and you just execute. And when you spend time thinking about what other people think or whatever people are doing and this and that, you're taking away from time of taking care of the audience of the people who do like you. And I think that's a very dangerous time sucker. You're speaking tomorrow. What are you going to talk about? Like I said before, I'd like to talk about people knowing their business model. But the fact of the matter is, anytime I speak, I have no idea what I'm speaking about. I really do no prep work. I I'm have, so jealous. I have no uh, <laughs> slides. I've spent about 20 hours of my presentation for Affiliate Summit. Yeah, I... Uh, and I'm going to kill it, too, in a different I'm sure, way. I'm sure. But everyone's going to come away talking about Gary <laughs> I, uh, You know, that's genetics, right? people who right? see my stuff are going to learn a lot. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm sure. I think that... Um, <clears throat> You know, it's one of my gifts. I'm lucky that way. I'm just going to speak from the heart. This is something I live and breathe. And, uh, and I'm very fortunate that I've been gifted with a really good talent of communicating. It's probably what's made me successful on the video blogging. You know, listen, I want to be LeBron James, but I wasn't gifted with that skill. I can't dunk a ball from 40 feet away, right? So the fact of the matter is, is that I'm executing against my gift, which is a, uh, a analogy-driven, uh, I can break things down to a simplicity. I'm a good communicator. I, I can tell good stories. And that kind of, uh, that's my strength. That's why I probably I Part do Part of well it's learned, though. Like you said, for a year and a half, five times a week, you sat yeah, down and recorded sure, some no stuff. Doubt about it. Listen, now you can get up on stage and wing it and I'm sure, execute I'm sure. against that. You know what? I've always been from the heart. I, I, I do feel like that some of it is learned, but I'm a big feel. I'm a big believer in finding your niche and just driving it home. When you find out the thing that God gave you better than anybody else, or in the top thing, whatever it may be, 
I mean, I feel like somebody listening to this right now could be one of the greatest chess players of all time. They just don't know. And I think, you know, you got to go through life trying to explore and taste and do different things because if you stumble on the thing that you dominate in, it's almost like think back to your childhood. What were you good at as a kid? Find that and just do that. How do you think you help people find it? Because I always say follow your passion. You know, what do you love? What do you love reading? What do you love doing? people who are scared to tell you the truth. Somebody might not want to tell you that they're the best uh, ballerina dancer or they always found themselves, they have a great eye for dresses. What about a cool dude who doesn't want to tell you that he'd probably be a fashion diva? I think people are embarrassed or don't want to be good at maybe something they were gifted at. So I think it's about letting go and, and truly being honest with yourself. Most people lie to themselves. Jay, they I think, do what they I think, think they I, should be I doing. I think most people lie to themselves and don't have the self-esteem to just listen to their hearts instead of listening to their parents, teachers, or compadres. And I think that letting that go and executing is a, a very powerful opportunity. I have two final questions. Sure. You mentioned new sites and looking for the new Twitter. What, what new stuff's Gary using? And the second thing is, what blogs are you reading? What podcasts? Who are you following on Twitter? On Twitter, basically, I search my name all day long because I want to answer the people that want my answer. So between that and getting a 1,000 emails a day, I really am just interacting with my community more than absorbing, which is probably bad. You know, I'm, I'm definitely out of the realm a little bit. Um, the only thing I read every day is TechCrunch. I, I rarely consume any other media. Pretty much I'm down to TechCrunch and Gossip Girl on TV. It's good, isn't it? I love it. Um, okay, here's two macho guys, and we admit it. We love it. I'm very authentic Gossip about Girl's it. great. I'm all about it. And so that's what I'm down to in reading new sites. Nothing has really sparked my interest lately. Um, I, I'm, I do continue to love to you stream and live stream. Um, I love that interaction with my audience and my, uh, my fan base out there. But the fact of the matter is, is right now, um, you know, I'm excited about Facebook maybe altering itself a little bit. Um, and opening up itself a little bit more because right now it's a little close for me. I've got 17,000 pendant friends, so I'm not able to execute on uh, on Facebook as much as I'd like. Um, but other than that, that's really kind of the... I mean, I'm very limited right now. I mean, I really... Who are you following on Twitter? There's nobody that, you know... I, I, I don't want to be a douchebag. I mean, this Gary sucks. Me. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a douchebag and say, oh my God, nobody. Yeah. But, you know, I've got to be truthful and the fact of the matter is nobody, you know, because I've spent all my time interacting... I'm reacting to my community every minute, and that's probably a big loss for Gary Vaynerchuk. following your followers. I'm following my followers. Well, this is awesome. Thanks a lot for doing this, Gary. Thanks for summing that last part up. You nailed it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I hope everybody who listened to this got something out of it. You know, guys, I just want to say one thing. It's We can go into detail all day long. You're all more than welcome to fly to New Jersey and watch me for a full day. I'll even buy you a cup of coffee to hang out all day because it's 18 hours of pure madness. But the fact of the matter is it's just hard work, and it's just caring. And it's not that complicated. And uh, I hope you guys all go out and crush it. Thank you. Well, a big thanks to Gary V. What great energy. We absolutely need that positive approach to life right now, given the current economic situation out there. And um, guys like Gary V. and check out uh, JB over at the Morning Coach podcast. I mean, these guys are absolutely rocking it out. And that's just the way to go right now. I have a great interview I also did at Affiliate Summit with Mari Smith. She's a Facebook guru. I promise you that for the next show. It's already edited. It's ready to go. So maybe we'll actually go week in week and have uh, have a new show out next weekend. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to those of you who subscribe over at iTunes. Please give us a call, 206-888-6606 or an email to j at 10goldenrules.com. That's T-E-N goldenrules.com. 
And let me know how you found this podcast and where you listen to it. We'll select another book winner next week to get a free copy of Seth Godin's book, Tribes. Please call in and, uh, you know, or send us an email and, and, you know, join the conversation. So Gary's a proud New Yorker, and I found this song on the Podsafe Music Network. So in tribute to Gary V, go New York. Have a great weekend, everybody. to the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast. Please send comments and questions to podcast at 10goldenrules.com. That's podcast at 10goldenrules.com. Or use our call-in line 206-888-6606. This podcast is produced with Cast Blaster. 
ten golden rules for all your internet marketing needs.